Football is the new opera. Managers being fined for displaying emotion, Klopp and Jose. Singing section being moved to please the board or TV companies. How good are the good players when they don't face a real tackle? Hello and welcome to another outing from the On and Off the Pitch podcast. Joining me today are two, no wait, it's meant to be two people, but there's only one person for now. And it's Ty, the Spurs devotee. Ty, how you doing? Yeah, good evening. I'm well. I'm well. Looking forward to it. Yes, good, good. I'm glad you're here. Um, we were meant to be joined by Frags, but I don't know where Frags is. Frags is probably caught up in traffic somewhere. Um, the cabling for his laptop is is probably got him, you know, tied in a knot. <laughs> tied in a knot. Um, there's a lot of things that we want to talk about. And I actually think the one thing that I didn't mention in the little preamble um, was the the documentary out of their skin. Yes. And I actually want to actually want to start with that first okay. and, then, and then work our way backwards uh, through all of the other things that I've just mentioned. Um, did you watch both of the programmes? I watched both programmes. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's, it, was, it was very hard not to watch one. Well, well to not watch the second one. I think once you watch the first one, you, you're compelled to watch the second one, really, aren't you? Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely um, an eye-opener. Uh, some interesting stuff in there, stuff that you 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 think you know and you feel yeah. like you know because we're coming from that era. But when mm-hmm. you actually hear some of the, the 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 commentary, was really for me, I was like, wow, was we really like listening to that kind of stuff? Um, then, like people were, re- it was very very blatant. Um, even from the managers, uh, commentators, fans, it was a very interesting documentary to see the, how, how blatant um, sort of racism was back then. Yeah, I mean, to, do, 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 it, for me, watching the documentary was almost, I mean, it was very much going back to what it was for me and friends playing football at, at you know, in, the, in our teenage years, early, early 20s, uh, watching the likes of Ian Wright on television and, and knowing about them being, you know, from South London and seeing them when he was in Crystal Palace and all of those other players like, you know, Ricky Hills. And then when you see the stories, you, you, you then remember, you then remember what it was like for yourself, or it definitely was like for me and Frags if he, when he joins, playing Saturday, Sunday league football, the, the, the comments you would get during the game, the comments you would get from people watching the game on the sideline, who just come along with the opposing team to support them but there was an element there was an atmosphere that was always there and it was the use of the n-word it was the lead of you know you black so-and-so um reference usually with i'm going to break your effing legs those kind of things so when you see it on the on on a larger scale when there is a, a real mob mentality in terms of the fans hearing the shared stories from those players who were definitely um, distant and separate from one another in terms of the teams that they played for, you, you had a real feel for the fight, and and to use the word not in too literal, actual fight for the profession that they they wanted to be in and, and make way they make make their way in, but also how they had to deal with that in their daily life. It wasn't even so much that they had to deal with it from opposing fans; they had to deal with it from their own fans. They had to deal with it from individuals within the clubs that they played for and sometimes the management and 
the, the commentary and the background to the television, you know, your, your Alf Garnets and your, your Jim Davidsons and all of those jokes of, you know, talking as chalky, the character and what you need to do, the West Ham fans. And you know, it, for me, it was, it was good to see, but it was sad to see. I think it was really sad to see. And I think one of the things that, um, one of the things that I really sort of took, took, what took me aback was the situation around the the, the Chelsea player. Um, yeah, current current name. No, Cannavale. Paul Cannavale. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the story he told it, you know, about when he, he first got involved and really excited, but he understood the pressure, and he he, he probably wasn't really anticipating um, the reception he would have got. Uh, and I think, you know, his story in particular w- was quite interesting to know that. You know, his very first outing um, in a Chelsea shirt, um, he was getting the most racial abuse from the Chelsea fans. Um, so I think it, I think it was it was periodic as well. I think in that time, um, I don't think it mattered how good or bad you were. I think that the English language and the culture uh, was very far from what it is today. Um, I think it was much more acceptable to refer to um, a player of colour in a quite derogative way as a standard of English, of the English language. So I think even, you know, listening to um, Ron Atkinson talking about, you know, who's the man of the match? Yeah, he goes, one of, one of the two blacks um, have, have done it, definitely. And I yeah, thought, one of them. you know, the, 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 the nonchalance in not even being bothered to remember um, his name. Then, um, but I actually don't think, I think one of the things I will say is I think that the racism in football was probably the same, sometimes maybe worse, but sometimes maybe not as bad as the racism in every single working environment within England in that time. I think people who were working on building sites were getting spoken to the same people who were working in catering and cleaning were getting spoken to the same. I don't actually think that that football players were this isolated, hard done by group of individuals who were just trying to play football. You know, nurses were just trying to nurse, doctors were just trying to, you know, bus drivers were just trying to drive the bus, road sweepers were just trying to sweep the road. Um, I don't think it just isolated to football. In that time, I think that that was the general culture and consensus for the treatment of people in, in, of colour in this country. Mm. But, but you do, know, do you know, it, 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 you're right. And I think there was, it was a sweeping way of addressing anyone who was not British. Yeah. In, in the sense of being British or English as white. Yeah. It, it was a collective understanding from uh, the football fans, the general public, that that was how you address someone or if you were upset, or if you tried to get them off their game, or if you tried to get a reaction, and you know, get as they would say, get under their skin. Yeah, it would. It was the norm to abuse. It was the norm to um, shout out death threats. And imagine having to go to work knowing that you're training all week to play to play football, a game you love. You want to make your way as a professional football player. And the one part of the week that you dread the most is is game day. 
is the actual game. Is the actual game. game. You that's the what you think, you know what? I've worked all week, I've tried, I've you know, I've I've, I've honed my skills, you know, I'm fit, I'm ready, but come yeah. three o'clock on a Saturday, you're thinking I don't really want to go out there. Yeah. I don't really want to, but I'm gonna to have to go out there because one, I need to prove it to myself. Two, I need to make sure that I'm not seen to be backing down. And you don't want anyone to tell you that you can't do something. And I think when you look at the history of, uh, I think, black British footballers or black foot, there's always this element of, oh, you can't do that. Or you're not good enough to do that. Yeah. It was, oh, we can't play there. And he's not, and I think those players, and I know you said that you didn't have to be good. I would actually go against that and say, all of the players that were talked about, your Viv Andersons, your Ricky Hills, your Vince Hilaires, your Ian Wrights, your Luther Blissett, actually bumped into him the other day, actually bumped into him a month ago. Okay. And I saw him on a train and I actually, I literally walked up and I said, legend. You know what I mean? Shook you by the hand, held it for a long time. And he just smiled. Um, those guys were, they were a cut above the average footballer because most footballers generally, you can be good and you stand out. But for a black footballer of that time, you had to be Superman. You literally had to have special superhuman powers because you had to contend with all of those other elements and prove to them that you're a good football player. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just about, oh, we don't like you because they were, they were targeted. Yeah. Specifically targeted. And it was, as Ian Wright said, what was it? You know, when he played at, he went to play at Leeds and they said, shoot that N. And there was a pause. Which effing N? Then there was a pause. That effing N. And he's like, whoa. And you know, when you hear it, because you usually hear chants and people shouting and it's not coordinated. But when you have a group of people that are more 10, 100, 1,000 people that are that coordinated with what they're saying. Yeah. It's not just, um, and football is an emotive game. It's not just not about emotion. It's not banter, is it? It's not, ba yeah, it's not, it's banter. not banter. That's, that's strategic thinking. Well, you're targeting them. That, that, yeah, that's what that is. You literally think about, just as people, you know, say, oh, the songs are fantastic and they really, and they go out of their way and they write the lyrics for a song. Then it was very much strategic thinking. It was well thought out, well delivered. And to see those players what they had to to in, endure and suffer and, and still come out at the end as, as I would say, sane and stable individuals <laughs> is a real big thing. I hear some clinking going on. Sorry, sorry, I'm watching someone eating food, you know. I'm thinking to myself, hold Wait, on a I minute. I'm going to take this camera off. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry. Uh, you know ladies what? and gentlemen, I, I like my, 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 friend, <laughs> my friend, the one and only DJ Frags has joined the house. How you doing, mate? You're good. You're coming. Frags, you did this last time. You did this. All the last time you was on, all I could hear was oh, your what? knife and fork yeah. clinking you know, on the plates. Thing I never come with no marrow bone. Well, listen, you can't, we definitely can't have Frags and Nikon at the same time. We won't hear nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the knife and fork and the crisp packet opening slowly. God. <laughs> I just literally got in, man. 
Uh, well, listen, I'm, I'm glad you was able to join us, Frank. It's been a long, long time. And anyway, I'm not going to say anything to you because when I said to you, are you able to do it this time? You said, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Yeah. And, and, and I'm it's up a bit, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm chasing you. You know what? You've joined at a good time because we were literally, we spent the first 10 minutes or so talking about the um, documentary um, out, of the, out of their skin, the Ian Wright one. Oh, interesting. And about how that was, and we and we and we talked about um, Paul Canaville and how he suffered the abuse from his own Chelsea I've read his fans. Book. Yeah, I've, what, have you have you read his book? Yeah, brilliant book. I've got it. If you want to borrow it, right? Uh, what? Yeah, why not? That would be great. Is brilliant it is book. it is it is it a Kindle or is it actual no, hard it's copy? A literal physical book. Ah, that's a shame. You can't put that on on an email, can you? No, um, that, I went through some things, man. Yeah, I mean, and as as you was joining, I was saying that the, the systematic um, and methodical approach to uh, the racist abuse that you know, those players suffered was was incredible. And you know what was really interesting as well, because you kind of almost forget about certain players as you get older. I mean, we're of a certain age, so when those names come up, and if anyone watched it below thirty, they're thinking who Vince Hillier. Yeah. You know, when you look at him, you think, oh, you were talented. You were talented. Yeah. And what was really, um, for me, that stood out when he said, if his path into football was similar to Paul Canneville, yeah, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have carried on playing. He, yeah. he said he would have quit the game. Yeah, And it, and it, and it says a lot about the fans at Crystal Palace and about how they treated him and how they made him feel comfortable. Yeah. And about how Chelsea fans, for whatever the reason was, how they did not, regardless of the fact that he played football for their club, that they, it, it, as far as they were concerned, they didn't care. No. The minute he got close to the pitch, the abuse he received was, was actually, I think it was, Brightening. It's on. I would say it's on the scale of psychological warfare. Yeah. No, you're right. To yeah, be honest with you, Rod, I yeah. know some people now who will never ever like Chelsea because they go, "I ain't forgetting." Yeah. I ain't forgetting what what underneath the belly of the beast, what Chelsea really, you know, their real supporters are like. So. They don't like Chelsea, so I'll never like them because I remember all yeah. of that. Yeah, it's so really it's really strange because when we talk about that and 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 um, the relevance, and it's really strange that they came out and the whole thing with kick it out the organisation that they're doing and, and they're trying to and they run a really effective campaign to raise the level of awareness and 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 to educate the footballing family, and I, and I want to make sure that we when we do stuff on the podcast that we kind of can always come back to that at, at some point in time. And, yeah. and I think that this documentary was really, really important. Yeah. In, in yeah focusing. One, of, one of the things that surprised me yeah. was uh, one of the, the, the biggest advocates for kicking racism out of football um, was Millwall Football Club. Well, you know something? That, that gonna, actually I'm, took yeah. my breath away. When I was watching it, I was thinking that that can't be right. 
Surely no, they've got it, this information. No, no, they're not. I tell, because I tell you one thing, Ty, you don't realise, and we know this, Frags, and Frags, you, you might remember, yeah. they had um, Derek's brother, Ron. Yeah. Was one of their, was one of their um, outreach workers. That's right. Um, which at the time when we was playing football, we were thinking, blimey, he's, he's doing outreach work for Millwall, you know, yeah. education side. And, and and to deal with you know racism and, and and raising awareness, and I've I've known this person. I've got a friend who who's um, part of. And let me and let me get this right because they're part of a particular Millwall for All charity. Yeah. And the charity itself looks at diversity, disability, and inclusion. And I spoke yeah. to this person in the week, and I'm hopefully going to do a podcast with them about what they're doing uh, in the local area. They were upset, right? about the banana throwing incident at Spurs, Arsenal. Yeah. And the quote that this person gave to me, and I had to write it down because they were fuming. Yeah. Did her in the documentary that just happened. Yeah. They said, I'm shocked. Yeah, and they said, did you see the incident, Spurs, Arsenal with the banana? I said, yes. And we explained and it was a, um, a Spurs fan, right Ty, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she said to me, Right, and this is it. Yeah, I hope they effing hammer them. And she's talking about Spurs. And she went on to say, if it was Millwall that did that, they would have raised it in the Houses of Parliament. They would have wanted Millwall banned. They would have called Millwall fans all sorts of names, saying that they were just. Yeah, they would have. And you know what? And 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 as she said that, it made me go. You know what? You're right. And it and it. It, it highlighted for me at that moment the discrepancy in how certain clubs are treated because of their historical view or the historical view that people have of them. Just like you said, Ty, you wasn't aware that Millwall were at the forefront for kicking racism out of football, but they were. They were one of the first yeah, clubs that actually they were. They were them and I think it might have been West Ham. West Ham. Um, yeah. Two of the clubs that had, you know, they used to leave calling cards when they visited the opposition fans at one point. Um, <laughs> you know, we won't go too deep into that. Yeah. But, but, but for me, yeah. um, it's finished now, Frank. It's done. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I can see Frank's is turning the plate upside down and trying to get every last morsel. And make it count. And the thing is, you know he is because he's not said any words. He's not said anything. <laughs> but, funny that kick it out racism thing uh, for Millwall that was my um, old friend uh, Wesley Reed you know what Do you, I, I, okay. we need to get hold of him I actually um, found him again on uh, on Facebook recently we need um, to get hold of him he was a year above me in school uh, we used to play f- football together for Camelot when we was in yeah. Camelot Bird in the Bush yeah. Road yeah and, yeah um, I was shocked when he went to, to uh, Millwall because, funny enough, regarding Millwall, I remember Docker. Uh, so Docker's yeah. a player. He's, uh, he used to say, he used to always tell me about, there was a black guy, um, hooligan, who used to be the top man in Millwall. Yeah, from Tiny. Yeah. Don't ever heard of, heard of him, Tiny. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's they 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 modelled that that program cast. Yeah, him. just right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just right. But yeah, um, so 
you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting stuff. But one thing I will say, um, from then till now, <clears throat> going back to the, the Tottenham incident with the banana skin. Yeah. I think the interesting thing for me is, um, you know, as it, you, I've got, I'm part of Tottenham Supporters Club and I've joined a few of their, 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 their mainline podcasts and whatever else. Mm. And for the last two or three years, there has been a particular elk of Spurs fan who has been hammering this drum about anti-Semitism and, you know, people not respecting the Holocaust and people not treating Jews correctly and, you know, the way that people are, like, people are referring to. And they even tried to stop um, pockets of, of Tottenham fans um, chanting the Yid chant. You know, they said they didn't like it. They didn't like, you know... Uh, the word yid being used, they found it quite offensive. And this is our own fans, but I'm a Spurs fan. This is our own fans saying we don't like it, we don't like that word, or whatever. And I, I, I looked at um, the forum over the weekend and I've been looking, I even looked today before I got home, and I've not seen a word about this banana. These same guys, they've gone quiet. So you see, in football, it's just like in life. Everybody feels subjected to oppression. And, uh, and they feel hard done by. Um, and those same people will never stand up for someone else's oppression or someone else's um, injustice. And I think that in football, the kick it out campaign um, is good. But I think that there are behaviours that can be managed by the official entities, um, UEFA, FIFA. So, you know, you find a man eight grand, yeah? You find a man eight grand for celebrating on the pitch with his team. Right, mm. but but you will not press charges against someone. If I walk down the street and I racially abuse someone, I could go to prison. Yeah, do you know something? Right. You, you, you touched on something that we're going to talk about because that that in itself goes on to uh, elements of when I say football is the new opera, and about yeah. how they want the game to be cleaned and not cleaned. And and I, I think the documentary, as as much as it talks about racism, mm. I I actually thought also with the incident in with the Spurs and Arsenal game, if that documentary hadn't happened, would that person have thrown a banana during that game? You know, when they say art imitates life, life imitates art. Yeah. You know? and, 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 and for some fans, they were never aware of what used to happen before and what some fans well, are used to. They don't until they see, until they see things on footage. Like, really? Yeah, they don't remember. Well, I remember. I remember um, when Mark Waters, uh, very you know, very talented footballer, that Rangers. He went to Rangers, yeah. and he went to take wow. a corner, and they threw, and you could see it was actually in the game. They threw the bananas at him, mm. and then when he scored a couple of goals, the Rangers fans soon realised this guy's really good. Mm. He's this, and they stopped abusing him because yeah. they then really, and they did, because they then went on to dominate. Scottish football and win the league and and the cup and and it, it tell this is what it tells me sometimes people dislike you simply because of the color of your skin not because they dislike you because of the, the team you play for no it's your color the premise is simply the color of your skin so yeah. the documentary out of their skin these guys literally had to play out of their skin mm. to show people I'm I'm just as good as the other footballers or I'm actually ten times better than the footballers that you have seen. Yeah, and that and that is the thing. And 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 I'm so glad that that the documentary um, was able to be seen. 
And, you know, for the people that haven't seen it, watch it definitely because it's, for me, not only is it an eye-opener, it, it is part of football history. And you never actually make progress unless you know where you're coming from. And I think mm -hmm. the footballing game, the footballing family has to understand that they cannot allow for those elements to creep back in. And, 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 and there's some of it that is creeping back in, but they have to make sure that they are... Stamp it um, out. Also, stamp out, they are steadfast in their approach and, to, yeah. and they're vigilant, that they're constantly saying these things can never ever come back to the game. I didn't, didn't, sorry to interrupt, didn't someone, I can't, and I can't remember the pain, I was, I was racking my brain last night, didn't someone get in trouble just recently for refusing to come back on the pitch because they were being racially abused? And the yeah, I think, that might have been in, I think that might have been um, in, a, in, a, in a, either an Italian league, if I'm yeah, wrong. Or definitely, it was Balotelli, or, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know if it was Balotelli. I'm not it sure. And, that, and that's the one thing... Yeah. Um, that I'm not sure what what, and I'm conscious that we've been talking. Uh, this topic we'll come back to definitely. Yeah. You know what I, I realised? Yeah, yeah, we've got, we got time. We still got time. Don't worry. Just one point I wanted to say. I love the bit in it, obviously, where Paul Cannaville says about the incident. Oh yeah, of the player calling him a black. Yeah, yeah, and he says, "Behave yourself." Yeah, and then he says it again, and then he lamps him. But then he goes, basically, that player remained and he, and he was kicked out of the club. Yeah, he, was, he said he was driven home yeah. separately from the rest of the team. And that was the last time he ever played for Chelsea yeah. for, 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 for defending himself and standing yeah. up to abuse. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think, I think, I think do, you, do you not think that part of it in part... Um, it's very difficult. I, I looked at all of that and I thought to myself, well, society, and this is what I was saying before before you came online, Frag, I was saying to, to Rod that society in, in them times, um, culturally and, and consciously, thought it was acceptable to deal with people like that. Yes. Uh, and it was acceptable to speak to people like that. When you've got um, football managers who don't take the time to remember the player's name, just refer to him as the black guy, or chalky. Right? Yeah, or chalky. You can't you can't then expect fairness for that scenario that happened with that 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 chap at Chelsea. It it's was true. never gonna be because 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 you can't even look at it and say and they didn't even do anything about it. People probably thought he was out of order for responding because everyone's everyone speaks. Yeah, exactly that. right. And and, and 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 so then even though it's not right. He, he really should have understood that that yeah. was going to be the only outcome yeah. for him at that point. I actually yeah. heard it was Kerry Dixon. Really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, well that you know something? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised because there are a lot of secrets in football, mm. as we know. There are a lot of secrets. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised that the individual involved was probably well known. Yeah, that's what I heard. Really well known. Yeah, I think that every person, uh, every person of colour who attempts to make a career in in the game, whether it's as a player, yeah, uh, whether it's as a coach or a, or a manager, will be mm -hmm. faced with hurdles and hurdles that no one else will face. They, they'll they'll have their own separate hurdles, and they're more, they'll be more frequent and they'll be higher. What what one when before? Um, 
I thought, let's let's have a conversation about this. I thought, let me just do a little bit of a a, a, a recce back in time to see to see if anything has changed and moved on. Now, back in 2015, right, there was an article on I think the BBC, and it, it had a list of managers uh, who were considered BME managers, BME coaches. Mm. 2015. I want listen to the names right in the clubs: Chris Hute and Brighton. Chris Powell, Huddersfield, Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank, Burton Albion, Keith Kell, Carlisle United, Terry Connor, um, assistant manager at Ipswich, John Solarco, head coach at Crystal Palace, and Patrick Vieira with some really long-winded title at Manchester City, but as far as I'm concerned, he, he wasn't part of the coaching team. Mm. That was in 2015. Right now, right now, there is Darren Moore at West Brom, Chris Hutton at Brighton. On the very day of the first documentary, Sol Campbell is named as the manager of Macclesfield. And that's all I can think of. All of the other managers um, are not with those clubs. And actually, part of the Crystal Palace setup, they did have Stephen Reid. He was their first team coach, but he left in the summer of this year, 2018. Mm. Don't, forget the, uh, don't forget the, um, is it the Watford Wolves manager? What, Nuno Santa? Yeah. 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 I mean, he, he, he's coming from the outside, but I'm talking about individuals that have come in I've through, come through, come through the system right. okay. in this country yeah. Yeah. that played and had many, many games in, in whatever league it is, whether it's League Two, League One, Premier League, Premiership, that you can talk to them and say, you know, Darren Moore, Chris, Chris Hewitt, and Sol Campbell. So they're well, already, what, what, is, what is it? Is it now, is it, you getting the spam out now, Frags? No, nah, sorry, I'm just pulling a, just pulling a box. <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> sorry, sorry you know, radio. Do you know what? I, I, I think, I think, um, if it, there are some things that are going in reverse. Um, but I think that, that, Look, whether we want to accept that there has been advancement in people's attitudes um, or not is a whole nother debate. I think you've got to look at society today and you've got to ask some hard questions of, of society and think, well, you know, is it is it that much better? Um, are the same attitudes in existence, but just packaged in a different way? Um, I think uh, I think that I think the argument um, for and against will, will always be quite balanced. But what's interesting is the disparity in mm. um, the financial uh, uh, sharing of, of of the financial wealth that football is generating. Now, you've got one or two pockets of individuals that are of colour that have, have actually made it to the top table and have made a financial success out of football. But there were so many others that won't get quite quite make it. And I think that, you know, it, it, the, the disparity between that is, is, is more interesting than, than the stat that you've just pulled. I think the stat you've pulled is quite key. But I think if we were to do that same exercise on how many top players are getting between 200 and 450,000 pounds a week in salary that are mm. of color yeah you would find that the disparity is far greater than 
what we're trying to measure here. And I think that that's more important because because England, Great Britain, there is an institutional racism about this place that is undeniable. Um, but when you look at it on a global level, that's where it's really frightening. Mm. It's really frightening on that level because you've got to understand that if you look at players like, okay then, like you look at look in Spain, right? You look at Real Madrid, yeah? Now... I can guarantee you that Marcelo is not one of their highest players, paid players. Yeah. I can guarantee you that. But I can also guarantee you that he's probably got the most, if or as much, winners' trophy medals as all of the players that are getting the big endorsements, the, 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 the six-figure um, salaries. The, do you understand where I'm coming from with this? So what yeah. you're finding is that the fight has changed, the narrative has changed. And it's more subtle, but the, the yeah. statistics will still lean towards the fact that it's very, very, you know, the disparity is there, and it's very, very geared towards, um, you know, making sure that the finance is shared between the few, um, not necessarily the many, especially when it comes to people of colour. I mean, um, someone actually quoted at Chelsea again, Craig, so you'd be interested in yeah. this. Um, uh, uh, a gentleman that I work with, and he said, you know, the new Chelsea manager, he's racist. He doesn't like black people. And I thought, you know, uh, where are you going with this? And he said, you know, I support Chelsea. This guy's come in and he's decided straight away he don't like Kante. He's telling everyone that Kante is not technically good enough to play in the middle of the park. Mm. Now... Wow. Now, I think, I, I think statistics alone will kind of dispute I, that. Yeah, but then where's your where are you getting this emotion from? Where, where, where is, where is where, what's going on in your brain to allow you to actually make a statement like that in public? Mm. You see what I mean? So, you, you know, most managers come in, they've got title winners in their team, they try and be a bit supportive, they look to those guys for a bit of guidance and help. He stuck him out on the wing, said, you know, good to play in the middle. Yeah. Now that is our detriment. Right. I think Kante will leave Chelsea at the end of the season. You think so? Yeah, hundred percent. Either Kante will or Sarri will. He he he's got the make. This manager's got the makings of sideshow Bob. I'm telling you, he, he he's, he's a one trick pony. Now that Chelsea's been found out, and they've realised that he's actually moved the chess pieces around the board and he's trying to fight the fight with a pawn. Yeah. People are running through them. Did you see the game yesterday? I, I didn't actually catch that game, to right. be fair. I was busy watching the other... It um, was an embarrassment, madness. right? It, it was an embarrassment of... of poor so, so I'm pretty sure now. Yeah. I know yeah. that's not me making that noise. No. Um, yeah. But it's, 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 if you look at what he's done, you know, he, he's, he's moved the key player out of the middle of the park. And yesterday, Wolves absolutely destroyed their midfield ran right through them and and Kante's out on the wing looking lost and I'm thinking this just reminds me of you know how Liverpool started to treat Raheem Sterling when he said he wanted to to, to progress himself as a person and and football football's funny like that yeah you know it's, it's funny like that so so it, you're going to find the racism is not necessarily at the forefront of people's minds and on their tongues but they're still you know, that lash is still, it's very subtle now. But it's like, Kante, you know, you, 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 you've been told you're the man, but actually I'm going to put you on the sideline. Mm. I'm going to put my arm around Maratta, who's absolutely pony, and make him feel 10 foot tall. Yeah. 
Yeah, do you know something? I actually forgot someone's name. Uh, Les Ferdinand. Ah, uh, well. Uh, but he's in the boardroom, not a manager, which is a, a, a totally different um, area within the footballing world. Yeah. And another one, which probably means he's a pioneer in his own right, but he he's on his own. So I doubt very much he'll have conversations with anyone um, too soon to say, what's it like? How's it been? And uh, can you tell me what to do? Well, um, Ferdinand can't speak too much. If he if he speaks out of turn, he'll end up managing one of them House of Fraser shops. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, and, and this is the reality of it. It's just like a token gesture. You know, yeah. well, the people in charge, no one will notice. Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it isn't token. I really am hoping well, it isn't token. Making billions of pounds, and there were yeah. players and ex players who've done their badges. Andy, Andy Cole done, done his badges years ago, yeah. You know I mean? and, 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 and they're giving they're giving ex footballers big jobs now. No disrespect to Steven Gerrard, yeah. Well, but he got that Rangers job based on who he is, not whether or not he's done his badges and he's ready to manage. I think he got that Rangers job based on who he is and who he knows. Yeah, nothing more. And yeah. and I, I don't want him to succeed because of that, because I think in football there seems to be this thing now where jobs for the boys and everyone's going to get looked after if you're part of this little thing that looks right. But if you kind of got, you know, who, who, who would have thought, yeah, that at someone like Thierry Henry could have done his coaching badges and ended up on Belgium's bench, not helping Arsenal. Arsene Wenger, for everything that man done for you, you did not look to him. Patrick Vieira ended up at Man City. So you've got to understand, when you see these things, you have to ask, what is in the man's mind to make these things happen, to manifest these things into reality? What are you thinking? What's driving your thought process? Yeah. It's you know? a It's... When you look at the game outside of this country, across Europe, I think Thierry Henry is one of those uh, unique individuals that has a job in a high-profile club. He's very, I say not say fortunate, he has a very good pedigree in terms of winning as a player, but it's very different to be a player and a manager. You've only got to look at successful managers and how, how difficult they find it. Uh, and how, and how, and how crap they were as footballers. I mean, you look at Mourinho, Klopp, these guys weren't footballers. No, well, Wenger, Wenger wasn't necessarily <laughs> Wenger a top footballer, a top but, top but then they make... Ferguson wasn't necessarily... No, yeah, great managers, you know, great yeah. players never... Uh, uh, do you know what? In fact, if you could count five great managers that were great players now, I'd be surprised. That sounds like another pod. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what? I'm going to say we're going to move on because I'm conscious of time and we kind of... Um, not gone over this for not too long, but we've we've covered it uh, as well as we can for now. But we're definitely going to come back to uh, the issue of playing out of their skin and, and what, what happens next. Um, I started by saying uh, football is the new opera and about how uh, certain elements within the game want the game to be sanitised to a certain point. They don't want emotion. They don't want uh, managers to show emotion. They don't want managers to express how they feel about the game. Um, I know that the club that I support, they want to move the singing section from one part of the ground to another part of the ground. I don't know if that's to please the boardroom, if it's to please the TV companies. Um, 
it's it's gone a little bit crazy. I think the game is sanitized. And then thinking about the the game yesterday, if Frags is is, is finished chewing his his dinner, um, is is Frags? Oh, we're, oh, Frags is gone. He's he's actually he's probably um tidying up. Um, if Frags <laughs> comes back, um, I'm here, mate. Oh, you're there. oh, he's come. He's there. He's there. Look, he's returned. Yeah, he's always there. Um, just, yeah. Sometimes his yeah. button goes off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the sandwiches, Frags. You've got to control it. <laughs> um, the game. The game that took place yesterday between Burnley and Liverpool, and you have Klopp um, complaining about the tackles. Klopp saying, Klopp complaining to the manager about curbing the slide tackles because they're too rough, mm. and and. Um, Sean Dyche coming back, um, not happy with Klopp's remarks. And this all ties into it being sanitised. That Sturridge has dived, but Klopp doesn't say anything about diving. And and this is the bit that I kind of agree with, with Sean Dyche, is that people are okay with diving. They're okay with cheating, but they don't like the physical side of the game. They don't want players to be touched. They don't want players to be challenged. They don't want managers to show emotion. And that's why I call football the new opera. It looks pretty and it looks sanitised and it is like propaganda and it tells a particular story, but it can't be, have, it cannot have anything that says rough edges. Well, you know, my view, real. you know, my view on this already. I'm a singing section. I mean, we're, we're again, we've injected money into football and it's turned into this big prima donna show. You know, all of a sudden you've got corporate people saying, you know, we need to secure this area. And the people, the real fans who sing and chant and are quite, you know, uh, abrupt during the match, you know, they can get a little corner over there to sing in and we're charging £80 a pop for, the, for their troubles. And I just think, you know, uh, this, this whole concept of, I said to you, a lot of these players now who are playing up front, they're not that good. Defenders, defenders can't you're, defend you're anymore. Defenders can't defend anymore. No shots fired yet. Please hold on. I'll make you right. If you look at some of these ballers now, if they had to play against defenders who were the no-nonsense defenders that we know and we grew up watching, yeah, they wouldn't be as good as what they're made out to be now. I'm telling you. Because... They would be playing in fair. I mean, people talk about Messi taking a kick in week out and etc. He's not really taking a kick in. What he's what 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 society today is called a kick in is not really a kick in. I remember what um, um, fashion had done to Mabbott. Now that's Messi. That's you know, you're in a game. <laughs> yeah, like it's Messi. You know, these guys would not survive with those defenders. The Vinnie Joneses. The you know the, like. The Pierce, the the the, the Ruddock, the you, you know you know the, um what's the other chap Julian Dix, like these guys were hard nuts. They were hard defenders, and 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 strikers had to be good to, to deal with the physicalities of the defender. Now the strikers just got to cozy up with the ref. All you've got to do is hold his hands like a bible a couple of times, and the ref's on his side. You know the the, the defender can't touch him. He can't. He can't breathe. He can't. You know, and I just think it is it is becoming a bit like opera. That now the manager can't show any emotion, otherwise he gets sent to the well, stand. Well, well, the manager can, um, but I'm going to come on today. It just depends on which club they manage. Isn't that right, Frags? Yeah, it depends on what... Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some get away with murder and some don't. Well, well. Th this is the thing. Klopp, 
Klopp runs onto the pitch, right? Obviously, the emotion is in the game. And I've got, I haven't got a problem with Klopp doing that because I think to myself, Liverpool score a goal and he realises, obviously, that it's a really invite, a vital goal for the for the Liverpool's campaign mm. and the emotion runs away from it. And he literally, he's in the moment. He's in the moment. Yeah. And all fans of Liverpool would be in the moment. But when you step away from it and you look at Jose, you might kick a bottle. Really? Threw down the bottle, yes, B. Well, well, this is this is the thing. I could have broken and get in someone's eye. Yeah, it's not plastic. Come on now, let's oh, not let's not go down the health and safety. Funny. You're the last stitches, person I expect that from. Oh. I mean, no one, no one got stitches. I don't remember. Yeah. No one spoke to yeah, exactly. No one spoke to Sir Alex about kicking boots in the changing room. Come on, let's calm down. Jose threw bottles in a Champions League game. Now, because it was a Champions League game, there's no follow-up action because it's not FA. But the FA fined Klopp £8,000 running on the pitch. Mm. And but Jose gets banned. If it's someone else, they get banned. And, th- and this is what made me think, how is it possible that the game has got to the point where the FA, they're not even actually consistent with their fines? They're not even nah, it consistent. Just depends on who it is. Yeah, it just depends. It just depends on who, how much money they earn a week. <laughs> it's not. You know what? I can understand in a court of law when they go, if you commit a crime and you've got to pay a fine, it's proportionate to your salary, it's proportionate to your income. Right? I get that. But when you've got emotion in the game, and and this is the bit that kind of it, it flips for me. Really, people. This is where TV companies and people with an agenda push buttons. Want your manager to sit there without any emotion, like they're in the opera. Sit there fanning themselves coolly with a fan while the, the the players, the actors on the stage are acting out all of these things that you've told them to do. Mm. And whether they get it right or wrong, you mustn't react. The fans can react. People at home on television can react. People in the TV studio can react, but the, the manager can't react. And that's mm. the bit where I think it's an opera because it's almost too staged. People are looking at Jose and other managers for a reaction when they play a misses, who doesn't put their hands up in the air and go, oh my God, you've missed? Yeah, well, but I, so what my question is on, on, on the Klopp situation, do you think that the FA took a particular stance um, because it was a derby? Because, because the emotions in the derbies can run a little bit higher than, say, your average fixture against, you know, like Liverpool Crystal Palace, for example, or Liverpool Fulham, or, you know, with Spurs and Arsenal, I mean, we almost started pulling up the turf in the Emirates um, the other night. Uh, and, and, you know, how did Dyer not get punished for that and Klopp get punished for that? This is why, I mean, this is why I want Frags to say whatever he's got anything to say, because it's, it's it, for me, there is a certain, Klopp is, a, Klopp is part of the media darling set, the, 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 the media like him because he's, he's energetic he and he's fist pumping. He's, he? yeah. he's what? He wears his his heart on his sleeve. Doesn't yeah, he? but they, they, they don't get me wrong. He do, he does the same. Pep Guardiola does the same. They're mm. animated on the pitch. If it's Jose, they see Jose. Oh, he's destroying the player. He's, he's awesome, doing this. He? He's the he's is. He is. He is. what they call in the world of Shakespeare the typical yeah, but you know, He's an hypocrite. He's, That's the problem. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Why, why, why so? Why so? Why do you think? I'll tell you why so. Um, yes, go back to 
uh, Chelsea's ex-manager, was it Conte? Yeah. And when they had a game against Man United, and they beat Man United, and my man's running, running, celebrating everything. And Jose didn't um, like it. Marino, yeah. has had words with him like, behave yourself, blah, 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 this and blah, blah, blah. This is the same geezer that in uh, the Champions League games, as you know, yeah, runs you, on the pitch and does all the, the, the foolishness that he does. But it's like there's one law for him, one law for others. He's like, he's a, he's a walking hypocrite. That's why they have to deal with him the way they deal with him. But it's that his fault, though. Is that his fault, or is is it yeah. yet again? I reckon if he kept his mouth quiet, he would well, get away with it. But he's he 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 he, 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 he what's the word? He hangs himself. But I think I think as a football manager, I think what they what what the media has done with football is they've put this pressure on the manager to be. This icon of the football club—they're just fellas. They're just blokes. Look, Listen. There's, nothing, there's nothing wrong. Look, Mourinho. He, when he gets the amp, he speaks his mind. Klopp doesn't speak his mind. He's quite, you know, he's quite diplomatic and he's very good with the press and the media and whatever else. Yeah. So you know, he might not. Uh, his persona might not be being portrayed in that way. But that doesn't make Mourinho a bad manager. Pochettino. Everyone thinks he's a great people manager. He's great. He's this, he's that, he's, and the rest of it, yeah? And I, I, I love Pochettino, but I don't particularly think that all managers need to have the same behaviour. You know, Arsene Wenger, I was listening to uh, uh, um, someone talking about Wenger, um, David Seaman talking about Wenger when, when United done, done them six, by six or, or eight, I think it was. I can't even remember how much United beat Arsenal by. And, and, and Seaman said, Wenger came in the changing room and threw a bottle at the players and started swearing. And Seaman and, and Ray Parler looked at each other and pissed themselves laughing. They just couldn't take him seriously. Like they and That's and like I, being I, rushed by Kenneth Williams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. So I think I think what it is, I think that Mourinho is one of those guys that he, he's gonna he's gonna rough up his players in public, yeah. Mm. That's just the, the type of manager who he is. But he won't be the first. You know, people are forgetting what Alex Ferguson was like when players didn't pull up their socks. He would actually call them out by name. Yeah, but you know what? With Fergie, when you're winning and you're playing attractive football, you get away murder. Well, even <laughs> yeah. so, so, you had to so, start the attractive football in there, didn't you, you get away. You get away with murder, but yeah. then that's that's. But that, but then you don't because Liverpool are winning. They're playing attractive football. Their manager's got an eight grand fine. You know, but it, the disparity, the balance is just. It's not fair. You know, they they make certain people villains of the piece, and then that's it. You know, I don't think it's fair that football can can have that big an influence or the, or shall I say not football but the, the, the management of football the judgment uh, the FA the ruling um, I don't think they could, should have that much power over somebody's career because now no matter what what, what Mourinho does he's under, he's under scrutiny no matter what he does if he says if he says his players were great they think he's been um, patronising if he says they're crap they're saying oh my god you can't criticise the players so you, you're trying to deflect it away from yourself you wouldn't say He's 
basically what he's done with the players and the board and all that stuff has, has backfired on him. It's no, not- I think, no, I think, okay. I think sometimes managers, yeah. Do you know what it is? I'll tell you what, I look at it like this. Where I work, I work, I, I work for people who know less than me, right? And I think that's always a difficult spot. Woodward is nobody that can lead Mourinho, yeah? So M- Mourinho is working in and amongst people that have got less knowledge and understanding of the game than himself. Does he sit mm. there and suffer in silence while everyone around him makes a mockery of his, his, his history, he, he, what he's put into football? Or does he actually say, hold on a minute, this is a load of crap, these players aren't running fast enough, this board ain't backing me quick enough, and you expect all the trophies in the world? Yeah, do you yeah. know something? <laughs> but but wouldn't, wouldn't you say... Well, I'd have to disagree with that. I agree with some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually spent four hundred and eighty-five mil. I'm not even. I'm not even. The thing is, right? The thing is, I'm going to come back to that, Franks, because we we can go over that. And, and it, this <laughs> is an anti. This isn't bashing Jose time. You, we can save that for another one. Um, what I'm going to say is this: what Ty said was about the. Um, Sometimes you can work for people that are not as smart as you. Yeah. And I think this week, because Michelle Obama is over here, she quoted saying that she was in a room or she's been in a room with really powerful people. And she said, I can tell you, they're not that smart. So yeah. <laughs> if it can happen in politics where people are running countries and controlling armies, then it can happen in football clubs. Come on, and I, I think I what Tom said is absolutely, it's called the Peter Principle. Yeah, you get promoted to your level of incompetence. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. And you're walking around, I've got a big salary and I've got a big title, but I'm going to, I'm going to bluff my way through this. Now, yeah. in terms of, 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 of football in itself becoming a new opera, the, the TV companies have made it so. Because for example, when it was the Man United game, they're watching Mourinho's actions. There's a little picture in. I haven't seen picture in picture since nineteen ninety something. Man, I thought. Guy. I thought. Wait, B- BT Sport. They're, they're pulling up. They're going back in time. I thought it was yeah. a Back to the Future episode. Yeah. Picture yeah. in picture. Yeah, they had pictures of both the managers. He's bought it on himself. If I, if I'm just being honest. Well, no, but, but I yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm not even saying that you're wrong. I'm not even saying yeah. that you're wrong. The, the, the point I'm trying to get across, right, is that the game in itself has become almost two-staged. It is, I've I, I called it um, football is a new opera. It's not even that. It's like the Truman Show. Mm. It's where the, the media company says, guess what? Today, this is going to happen and we're going the, 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 to direct the eyes of the fans over here and we're going to wait for a reaction. And then when there's a reaction, we're going to do this and then you guys are going to say this and then these guys are going to come on and they're going to say this. Meanwhile, somewhere else, when you've got Klopp getting fined for running onto the pitch, £8,000, hasn't been banned. Well, I don't want him to be banned, but he hasn't. You've got um, Rafa Benitez saying something about the referee saying, and this is what he said back in the, at the beginning of the season, I have every confidence in the match official, basically tongue in cheek. He got 60 grand fine. Mm. <laughs> he got 60 right, grand. Now, now, what is that? Like, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I, if you, now you, you recruit me, yeah, you recruit me to manage a team. And every single week I'm watching this referee and this, the refereeing body 
curry favour against certain teams, certain managers, certain individuals, etc. Et I'm sure it was years that they never gave away a penalty at Old Trafford at one stage. It's, it just, was. Ridic- it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's, Im- yeah. it's embarrassingly imbalanced. And as soon as someone says, hold on a minute, there's a problem here, they get a fine. Like, yeah. you, you know, why can't referees be under scrutiny? Why can't the FA be under scrutiny? Why can't, why can't I, uh, you know, why can't I celebrate? And I said, I asked this question, yeah? And, and I think I asked it to you before, and then you kind of ser- ser- sidestepped it with the whole FIFA thing. But if, if, if it was the World Cup final, England v Germany, and we scored the winning goal in the last minute, and Gareth Southgate ran on the pitch and tore off his waistcoat, the FA would say exactly that. FA. They would yeah. not. They'd be putting that bid. They'd run that on loop. Yeah? yeah? They'd run that on loop, mate. Calling it, the, calling it passion. Right. You know, well, right. the thing is... Right. You see where I'm going? They're calling him a patriot. Yeah. I think, a, I think the FA are a joke. I think what it is, is they're not consistent in their government. Yeah? And they've let the money... And what people earn, I think they've got themselves into a little bit of a sticky-fingered situation where they're thinking, they're like the government. They're thinking, wow, there's all this money in football now. What can we do next? Who can we find for what? You take off your shirt. That's a fine. But I'll put it back on. You still took it off. (laughs) But you know know what? You can rip my shirt. You can rip my shirt in the game and you you won't get a yellow card. I've got to take the shirt off and change it. It's okay. So I can only take take my shirt off when I'm not celebrating. It is just like every single orifice of football now seems to be where can we put some financial penalty on these people who are just playing football. It's like driving your car. Well, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. The government they've got every at every junction. There's a, yeah. a level. Packs a fee. Yeah. If you look left or right, well, you shouldn't look left. You shouldn't. There's a technical box. You can't come outside the technical box. Seriously. If it moves, we'll oh, tax right. it. Like you know, yeah. you get a fine. You know, we talk about the ref. The ref had a poor game. You get a fine. Yeah. The manager talks about his defender having a poor game. That makes headline news. The manager talks about the ref having a poor game. He gets a fine. Like. I don't know. It just it, yeah. it's thinking, the FA is thinking the place out a little bit for me at the moment. <laughs> you know something. In terms of generally, if, when you talk about on the pitch part of of the game, when the rules have changed and certain players um, are not allowed to do tackles from behind or reducers, as they were called, if they've made it safer for players. But in the same breath that they've made it safer, it has given birth to players diving. Um, and it's become more acceptable. And, you know, you, you, you see a good tackle. People are complaining about it. Klopp complained about um, Gomez being tackled. It was a good tackle. I watched it. I watched, the, watched that game. It was a good, it was a good, tackle, a good solid man. tackle. He came, yeah. off, he, came off, he came off weaker for it. Yeah. But, but football in itself is a, is a contact sport. A non-contact sport is badminton. Yeah? Play that or, or, well, or darts or snooker. Well. Well, you like know, I, stay up. Like, well, like I said, they're trying to get the fans to give a round of applause when a goal scores. Yeah, and, and that's the bit. It's, 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 it's the opera part of it. They want people to be... It's almost too stage-managed for some of the yeah, things. Is, and if a manager throws a bottle and he's upset because um, his defender's not cleared the ball or a striker's missed a goal or an opportunity 
or you know, and 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 you score a last minute goal and you run on the pitch and you celebrate. How can you be upset about that? It's ridiculous. I could understand if Mourinho threw the bottle at the opposition's dugout. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, then, then definitely, no, there's, no, I don't think the final would be the issue. I think there'd be an, a mass brawl. But that's um, conduct. You could you can then say that the person's inciting. I, you can actually say for me that what Klopp done was actually more dangerous than what Mourinho done. Um, in light of who they were playing against. But again, I think it's a load of nonsense. Look, Liverpool and Everton fans used to sit amongst each other during that fixture. I don't think that the FA are really dealing with this in a fair and proper way. This not, you know, it's not like at the moment they've got the, the is it who's playing in the um Bernabeu this weekend or tonight? I it's, you've got it's, Boca it's Boca, yeah. And um, River Plate. River Plate. Now you need double the police presence. You need firearms police in the state. That's that's a problem game, not a yeah. man running on the pitch in and amongst yeah. supporters. That yeah. it would be yeah. this this, <laughs> this game was so much a problem. They've moved it to another part of the world. That's how much of it. It wasn't even the fact that we don't even want to play it in an empty stadium in Argentina, just yeah. in case someone sneaks in. We're going to actually take take the teams to another time zone, another country, and we'll mate. play it there. Yeah, I think the FA are just, they're looking at football now as a big cash cow and, you know, they're making up silly little rules and before you know it, the the, the, the players won't even be allowed to have half-time. Uh, they'll have to stay on the pitch and have their half-time on the pitch, I'm telling you, because, it, you know, it's just so that the cameras can get a good view of them. It's yeah. turned this real commercial bag of nonsense, man. And I'll soon start watching rugby if they're not stop this <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm conscious. I'm conscious of time. It has come to that moment where uh, we're coming to the end. Again. To the end. And, and I know that for some, or for one individual, he's probably thinking, but I've only just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> How can you leave now? <laughs> um, I'm going to say thanks to Ty for joining. Yeah, no problem. No yeah, problem. And, for, and for my man DJ Frags. And, dinner. And, 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 and yeah, next time, just, just you know. So, um, just, just use, a quick one before use, you use go. paper plates next time. <laughs> just a quick one before you go. What, what, what are the fixtures this weekend? Um, Man United are actually, I know Man United are playing Fulham because I'm, I'll be there. Liverpool, Bournemouth. And Tottenham have got Leicester, Saturday Leicester night football. And, che- and Chelsea have got Man City. So, it's, wow. it's going to be a bumper weekend. Um, yeah. And I believe Liverpool will be hopeful that Chelsea do a number on Manchester City. Uh, uh, and I'm the other way round. I'm and, 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 and Spurs will be hoping that Man City get done or do a number on 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 Chelsea. And, and as a Manchester United fan, I'm just hoping that Man United can actually do something. <laughs> like Even if you don't win, just play. Just play attacking football, that's all. Yeah, you know, yeah, but, but I'll be happy if they turn up. To be honest, um, I'm happy with the result yesterday. I'm happy with the result. And uh, I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, one, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, it was offside, but nevertheless, I mean. <laughs> oh, dear. And then the other thing, Carl Fellaini, mate, how did he get away pulling man's hair like that? <laughs> he probably thought it was his own and he no. wanted it back. To be honest with you, I think, again, um, that. That fixture, that fixture's been watered down so much. I mean, Arsenal yes. Man, that was a fixture of like great intensity at one stage, and it's just become 
another game of football. And I just think because they have, you know, the, the, the game against Arsenal, that is the first first Arsenal game I've watched in a few good few years that actually felt like the North London derby. A man got kicked behind the ref's back. We went and silenced their crowd, incited a little mini right on the pitch. A couple of, couple of seats got pulled out. You know, good old, good old fashioned derby game. <laughs> Bringing it back to the yeah. 80s. Love yeah, it. Arsenal, Man United midweek, and, you know, the, there was no talk about the game. Yeah, yeah, it's probably about getting through the game because of the transport links. Um, yeah. Right, Frags, thanks yes, for coming on. All right. You take and, it uh, easy. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, take it easy. I'm going to say thanks to everyone who's listened. Please do send your questions and comments to at on and off the PIT1 or at Rodney underscore Cyrus with a C. We'll be back very, very soon. Uh, bye for now.